You're now tuning in to Deep Down Under, a podcast where I'll be sitting down with influential and inspiring people of our time from all walks of life. In this podcast, we'll be able to dig a little deeper into the minds of those who have stepped outside the box and shaped their own path, getting a greater understanding of their journey. There is always a backstory. Today I would like to acknowledge the Iraq War people of Bunjalung country, the original custodians of the land in which this podcast was recorded, and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. In this episode I sit down with one championship Muay Thai fighter Rocky Ogden and Jazzy Parr, both renowned Australian professional Muay Thai fighters and Jazzy being the offspring of all-time great John Wayne Parr. In this episode, we talk about managing mental health and life, discipline, sacrifice and the benefits of those, Rocky and Jazzy's life growing up, two of their favourite fights, living and training in Thailand and its culture, Rocky's experience on one championship, MMA, some ways we can show up in life creating better mental health and more life fulfilment and more. Hope you enjoy. You definitely have earpods. Yeah, she, no, she I have one. one. <laughs> I lost Did you lose the other one? Yeah, I lost the other one ages ago. I don't know. It's it's long gone. Uh, small chair. Nice. Uh, boom, we are live. Jazzy, Rocky, thanks as always for uh, taking the time <laughs> to sit down with today and getting your story and uh, way of life to the ears of those who may need for inspiration or just want to uh, hear the get down of people they admire. I'd like to uh, start off with a yarn about your presence, Jazzy, at Boonchu and the way you go about taking classes with your upbeat, down-to-earth energy and, uh, yeah, how you go about sort of managing your mental health and, and have you always just sort of had that way about you in life? Um, yeah, well, my schedule is pretty hectic because this is my first fight back in like a year and a half, so I'm getting into my fight camp again, but mm. I'm a personal trainer as well, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're smiling, my man. I can see you logging about the burst out laughing. Yeah, you go. Start again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. All good. No okay. stress. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. My, shut up. Once again, what's the laughing? Sorry. Don't mind you. He's laughing. I'm always laughing. Okay. Cut. All right. Serious. <laughs> All right. So I got so I got my first fight back in like over a year and a half since um, like COVID and I had hip surgery um, in March. So I'm about six months post op and had my first fight back. But yeah, I do teach a lot of the classes at the gym. I only do the mornings and then I usually train before I teach the morning class. So I train myself first and then I get to rest in the day, which is pretty good. And then <laughs> enthusiastic. I'm excited. I'm gonna. Yeah, no, I'm getting good. excited. I get to fight again. But I also like really enjoy. I do really enjoy teaching and like training people as well because I can kind of like share what I love to do and like totally. teach people as well. I'm like you see them grow and get better. So I do really enjoy being a PT, and then I can also kind of do what I want. So when I do have a fight coming up, like. I can change my PTs around so that I am the priority, mm. of course, like if I have a fight. But, like, I'll do everything kind of as normal and then the last couple of weeks to- towards my fight, then, like, I'll just focus on me 100%. But it's pretty yeah. good. i got a good balance at the moment. Totally. So Are you excited for the training, fight? How did that come money, up? Life. What was that, sorry? How did the fight come up? Are you excited? Like, well, I didn't even I didn't even know there was one. Was oh, that yeah, a surprise? Oh, yeah, I'm fighting October 30th. Yeah, you just got announced yesterday. Yeah, I got announced yesterday. So October 30th in Brisbane, I'm fighting on Destiny. Epic. I'm fighting a girl named Callie Ryan. And, um, yeah, she's good. I think it will be tough. But, but yeah, I'm pretty confident in myself. Finally. I've been training pretty hard. And I, I kind of, like, with my rehab and that, like, you – really focus on like the little muscles and stuff around your body so those are getting stronger and mm. then my main fitness and cardio and that's getting better and better every day but how long's the rehab been on that hip um Ages. yeah it's been really good like it's been a long it's been like a long what quick six months like mm. it felt like it was really going it. yeah it felt like it was going really long but now it's like i look back it's been six months already like mm. it's it's gone so fast but like yeah it's been worth it i've been focusing myself a lot like my body, listening to my body. Like mm. I kind of learned a lot of new things like for myself and then what I need to change from my training. Whereas like now I've got like an injury to worry about. Like sometimes it's good just to have like a little reset. Yeah. yeah, totally. When you're always just training every day, every day. You know what? And actually, then we cut it as when well. I, when I met you, right, I was sort of at really peak training fitness and I left 
like uh, about two weeks after I trained you, I was training really fucking hard at that time in the heat in Queensland and I actually got yeah. like mad burnout. Like oh, had to have yeah. a full yeah. reset. Like I don't know if you've ever had that, but um, it was crazy. I couldn't train well, at all. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think it's like COVID was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like obviously it sucks, mm. but like I wasn't taking care of my body and like mm. that's why I needed to get surgery because – I had two more fights after I injured myself and then it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I tried to fight again yeah, totally. and I was like two weeks into the fight camp and I, I could barely walk. Like I was in so much pain. Mm. And then when COVID hit, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to like take a break and get this checked out. And then after I got checked out, they're like, yeah, you need to get surgery. And I was kind of like holding off, but it was weird. Cause like my dad was having his hip injury mm. at like that time. So mm. I was like, maybe I'm just, like, in my head that my hip is hurting for some reason. Mm. But, like, I actually had, like, I tore my labor and my tore a ligament and my cartilage was, like, all worn out. But Is that just from yeah. over time? From over time? Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it just got really bad at one stage. I don't, I think it was right before I went to Thailand mm. in 2019. Mm. And then, I think 2019. No, 2018. Yep. I don't know. It was long. It was One a of long the teams. time before I realized I'd need to actually stop. Yeah, totally. Because I just put through. October would have been right. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah. speaking about uh, speaking about COVID and that situation, how have you both been lately and, and how's how's that been going? I saw you were marching in, in Brisbane or somewhere at some point. What's uh, yeah. that to do with the, the pandemic? Um, yeah, I have strong opinions on the COVID. Can we I swear on this? What are your views? Yeah, yeah. Talk. Any, yeah. Can we swear? Yeah, fuck it. I just wanted to end and shit to get back to normal. Like, I think it's just carrying on. Like, it's just super unnecessary. Mm. It's insane. Life should just get back to normal. It's insanity. Totally. Like, just when you look at, when you sit back and look at, like, things that are, like, you see the mortality rate of other things that people don't give a shit about, like, diabetes, obesity, like, fucking uh, mental health, all of that Mm. is way, way, way worse than what COVID is and, like, just freaking people out like it affected me like i i was posting a lot of stuff about it and mm. really going down the rabbit hole because like when you look at it realistically it's, it's like it's crazy mm. but like, i've had a big setback because yeah definitely it affected you. It, yeah it, it, you. It, it messed with my mental health so badly like i was getting pretty miserable but yeah well, i'm trying to just like ignore anything because even on the radio every two seconds it's talking yeah. about it but now it's just like anything i hear i just turn it off it's, and it's act stupid like like, who cares about there's a new case like no one cares like it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. every time i turn the radio on or something at work every every chance they have an opportunity to the their fear mongering and just putting it down everyone's throats you know like, yeah something. and it's, it's just, like yeah, yeah. and in melbourne into- they've just been have you had it much there no nah. on the on the, on nah, the we get like we were in Thailand and Singapore when they were the number one deadliest countries in the world. Oh, really? We were. Lockie was in the car with someone with COVID. Like, it's, yeah, it's like a flu. Like, people get the flu and, like, some people die, but some people get the flu and, like, they're fine. Did you have the impenetrable but, like, immune <laughs> system, Rocky? Can't catch it. Just, just too just, strong, mate. Just nah. taping, taping away nah. the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, COVID is definitely a real thing, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Just gone way out of proportion, I think. Like now, especially with all the rules and stuff they're bringing in. I just heard. I don't really care too much. I just heard, I don't know if it's 100% true, Mm. that England has finally banned vaccine passports. They banned them. Oh, they fucked. They said it's not working because everyone's buying, everyone that isn't vaccinated, they're going to the restaurants and they're just getting takeaway and eating them outside because they're saying you can't go to the pubs, Mm. but you can't go to the restaurants, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And apparently, Boris, I think his name is, he said he banned them, apparently. I'm not 100% sure. But it's a thing here as well. It's like they're saying they're saying you can't go over the border. They're saying it's going to be vaccine passports. But that, you know, it's it, it, inevitably it won't come to fruition. You know what I mean? Like there'll be enough it's, people that yeah, will be against it's crazy. it. Yeah, so. crazy. Yeah. But um, all right. So to get to the level you're both at takes many things. But two main ones that come to my mind are discipline and sacrifice, right? And it's funny. Yeah. People hate the idea of discipline like it's a childhood chore or something, but it's something that anyone who wants to commit to something in life, especially one that breaks the mold and is off the beaten track, needs to be aware of taking it on board. Can you give us an insight into what you both believe discipline is and how it's important? Yeah, yeah well, I think discipline and sacrifice is so important. But, like, 
can't remember exactly how, but Mike Tyson was explaining without discipline, like if anything hard happens, like you're just going to give up because you're not making those, you're not setting these things every day for yourself. So mm. it's just like when you when you got the time to explain, maybe with the literal words, but mm. you need you need to like be active and know your duty to do every day for your training or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be fighting, but just in general, so you know. Um, I was gonna say like. I don't know when I feel like if you want something bad enough, you do it mm. because people say, oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. It's like, well, you didn't really want to do it 100%. because you would have done it. Mm. Like that. You pretty much yeah. taught me that because like. Yeah. Well, you got to, you got to know what you want in life. Like, and. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a lover's gaze there. That was a bit of a lover's gaze going on. <laughs> nah, but, yeah. You got even take like on small goals, but you got to set a task and you got to think like, what don't follow what everyone else is doing. Mm. It looks like they're having fun and they're not making those sacrifices. But if you take the time to make those little things, it makes a big step forward in the future. You know what I mean? Mm. Again and again and, and again and show like, up every day. Yeah. Like without the sacrifice and discipline, like you're finished, like there's nothing. Mm. What about you? You're just never going to get to the next level. Totally. Cause there's people out there that are doing it and are putting you like, I think uh, like David Goggins says like everyone says life's about balance in this, but like it, sometimes you got to go off. Not you got to be a bit unbalanced and just put every bit of your energy into it. And then once you get and you once you're great, that's when you can find your balance. That, you know what I mean? And the, you got to put all your energy into it. Like definitely, and the results are there. Like I mean, for yeah. anyone in any field that's that's killed killed it in their in their specific thing will speak yeah. about sacrifice. You know, and you get people going, oh, sacrifice, discipline, fuck that. But it's like a life without that. Well, that's why they're not going to be any. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's why the names will be remembered. You know? What about you, Jazzy? Yeah, I 100% I agree on that, on everything that has been said. Because it's so true. Like, you look at everyone that's the greatest. Like, they, they don't go in a party. And, like, even if they're not fighting or whatever their thing is, like, mm. they always have to sacrifice and, like, choose. That's more important than... Yeah, it doesn't mean not having like a social life and having fun, but it's about totally. knowing okay when I've got to settle, like and knuckle down on what I'm doing, yeah. and then when I can have a bit of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But yeah. if I really, if it's important enough to you, it won't really be a sacrifice. Yeah, it's just you get more time to work on like your craft or anything. You know what I mean? Mm. And in terms of yeah, the discipline and and the craft, do you use have other practices you use like meditation or or any sort of conscious practices that you believe that are, are beneficial to do regularly. Train hard. Nah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I take, I try to take as many, like, I feel like if you don't listen and learn new things, you're just going to only get to a certain level. Mm. I think it's important to always find new things, like, to improve your game, especially me. Like, I enjoy finding new, like, habits and stuff that I, that work for other people and test if it works for myself. Because, like, yeah, even meditation, I think it's important, like, important to find like your breath and all that stuff mm. especially in this stuff because shit can get crazy so you need to be able to settle yourself down and just stay composed and you know switch what I mean? off for a little while yeah meditation's great mm. i've like i'm starting to go to like a women's circle once a week yeah sick it's like yeah it's it's i feel like it's definitely good for you to just like sit back and like actually like reflecting on what you're doing because we sometimes just get caught get so caught up in like in the like what we're doing we 100%. don't even think about like that we're doing it. Yeah. You, you need to, um, like, it was helped for me and a lot of people. You need to visualize, like, you need to have that vision in your head of what you want, where you want to be. And then just no matter what happens in between, it, nothing can stop you because it's the inevitable that's going to happen in the mm, future. You know what I mean? Mm, there's never like, an end point. Just the obstacles, that's what built you up to this, you know, to be at this top of the game. Like, without the obstacles and that, like, what's the journey? Like, it's just a waste. You know, mm. you need you need the setbacks to take you to the top. Mm. So you need to understand. Don't don't give up as soon as something it gets like when it gets tough. Don't give up straight away. Mm. That's just a part of it. Like everyone that's something has been to the same thing that everyone's going through. Totally, just and it's about, having the courage as well. The courage to to walk yeah. to walk the path of the unknown. Yeah. You know, because it's not guaranteed. But nothing's guaranteed, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Like if if you really want something, it's you're gonna make it happen. Nothing's mm. gonna stop you. You know what I mean? Totally. What happens in but if the you really want to eat that chocolate? You're gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah. What happens in the circles, Weird. Jazzy? What was that? What happens in the women's circles? Oh, we just talk and reflect and 
do a meditation and my um my friend like I know her personally mm. but like she's also like started her own business and she's doing great um she does the sound healing bowls and they're mm. amazing I've done them in the past heaps and like holistic. they're they're really good yeah holistic healer awesome. anyone's on the coast <laughs> but yeah it's it's really nice it's different good to like get your feminine and masculine totally. kind of energies in there Equal amount. All right, so Rocky, I know you got into Muay Thai around the age of 14, but uh, I think, can you take us to the time before that? What was growing up like for you? Where was that and what was life like and how did you sort of find the sport? And, and uh, Yeah, I grew up just a, like, like a normal kid, I guess, on acreage. Well, I tried everything. My parents put us in most sports. and But I always had a passion for fighting. I used to watch like all the old kung fu movies and stuff like that. Mm. Now it's always, I was always not kind of natural, you know what I mean? Like I just had a natural sense for it, mm. but like I grew up riding motorbikes, just going out and building shit, getting like dirty or whatever you do as a kid. But I think when I was nine, my, when I was nine, yeah, my dad took us down on top and we all, we all did it like as a family. And then I kind of did that for a year and I was progressing pretty fast at that. Mm. And with a few problems, I was want, I was looking for something more, more like a contact sport and, then you get started watching like YouTube videos and seeing like the tires fighting and Ramon Decker and all those guys. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. So then I went and joined a, uh, started training with them. I'll give it a guess. And again, I was back into it, moving to the Gold Coast. Are you there? Yeah. I thought it was forward, but I didn't know. Oh, yeah, are you there? <laughs> oh, I cut out. <laughs> all right, we're back. We're back. So uh, you're going to have to go when- back to Raymond Decker's. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was I was like, I don't know if he's just sitting still or <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just watching all <laughs> Yeah. I was waiting for it to come back. So I was like, like uh, are you there? <laughs> nah, but I was so I used to watch all those guys and then mm-hmm. it just looked really cool. So I, I started that. I had two fights when I was twelve mm. and then I stopped for a few years and it was just skating and just being like a normal kid i guess yep and then my brothers like made me come down to a muay thai class again but i, re- I didn't want to go like i was like nah i'm a skater i'm a skater guy i don't want to do that anymore yep it's not for me and then i did it and the the, te- the trainer noticed that i had a bit of talent <laughs> for it and that so yeah <laughs> jazzy Rip. Oh. <laughs> no, she's, she's doing it. Yeah, so you had the time. I can't talk together. <laughs> it's a good thing, kid. though. It's a good thing. Yeah. Nah. But anyway, and then I just wasn't getting what I needed from the gym. Mm. So I so then I moved to the Gold Coast to just try train at a bit better Muay Thai gyms and, you know, just learn some better skills. And then I met a tire trainer there who who then I had a fight with, I had a fight for, with him. And then I fought pretty well with him and I liked the way he trained. So then I went went to Thailand for a month with him and stayed there and had a fight there. What year was this? And then came – what was that, sorry? What year was this that you went first went over and how old were you, do you think, roughly? I think 2016. Yeah, I was yep. 16 years old. Yep. My first ever time in Thailand. That was my first time even travelling anywhere. I just went over alone. Sick. And trained in Thailand. And my first fight was at Ratchetamnon Stadium, which is like a the mm. – now it's probably like the – what's good, like – the biggest stadium in Thailand because it's still the original. Yep. And um, I had one fight there against a Japanese guy and then came home for a bit. And then I said, no, nah, I want to go just live there. Mm-hmm. So then I moved over there. Then uh, four years later, I was still there. <laughs> wow. You were there but, for yeah. four years? Yeah, I lived in Thailand for four years. Sick, sick. We'll I, get... just, I just loved it. Like, I really enjoy the like the Thai culture and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll speak. We'll speak Even more, now, we'll I speak still more there, like, on now. the Thai culture and the traveling in a bit. I'm keen as to hear about that. But um, what about you, Jazzy? How was your how was your early life? Your father banned your main power. Obviously, was, the sport was in the house. Did you just sort of love it? Was it a conscious decision or was it just from you came out of the womb with, with mitts on? <laughs> you did. No, I literally, the first place I ever came out of the hospital yeah. was the gym because my dad was late for teaching a class. <laughs> like, hospital to the gym, yeah. yeah, like ridiculous. But, yeah, anyways, um, no, I did point to I, like I always was in the gym and I was always kind of training. Like that was my whole life. Like I go to school, then after, like, well, when I went to school, mm. go to school, mm. after school, we went go to the gym, after go to the gym, Go home and eat dinner, then sleep, school, gym, whatever. Like same, same, same. Mm. 
And then when I was, I think, seven or six or seven, I was like, I really want to fight. And then at the time, I don't think there was many, like, younger foreigner kids kind of fighting in Australia. Like, because when I fought at eight, it was such a big deal. Like, there was so much publicity and so much, like, like they, they wanted to ban children fighting because of me. <laughs> like, they were, they tried to ban it really? because... It was like, yeah, it was, even though like it was so fine, like we had like 16 ounce gloves. You were cracking I think skulls. Was 16 gloves, shin pads, head guard, like yep. I was fully protected. But anyways, they said, yeah, wait till you're eight. And then I fought when I was eight, loved it. Mm. But same thing, there wasn't many kids fighting. So I couldn't fight every month or every six months, whatever, because mm. there wasn't anyone for me to fight at the time, especially young girls. Mm. But um, then I fought again when I was nine. And I still wanted to keep fighting, but same thing. There wasn't many, um, there wasn't many girls my way. Yep. And then I had like a little break of fighting, just because like I wasn't getting any fights, and I just kind of wanted a break to like not like a break, but I just wanted to be a kid. And I tried like soccer, I tried dancing, I tried touch, I tried pretty much like every sport, mm. but nothing was the same as fighting Muay Thai. Yep. So then I fought again when I was eleven. And I, after I fought when I was 11, I, like, knocked out the girl. Yep. And I was obsessed. Mm. Like, I was so in love. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. Like, mm. I just knocked a little girl out. <laughs> I was like, it was so fun. Like, and then I, I literally knocked her out. Oh, I, like, pretty much, well, yeah, I tipped yeah. her in the face. Yep. Like, knocked her over and she didn't get up. And I was like, yeah, she this didn't get up. This is not your, sound so violent. The addiction. Nah, yeah. The addiction began. Um, what was that? The addiction began. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, I want to fight all the time. So then I fought, like, every couple months and then was super active. And then um, I got my first international fight when I was 14, I think, 14 mm. or 15. And I was it was in England. I fought on Andy Badcoach, Andy Andy oh, Housen show. Yep. And I got to fight for a bell. This is I had I think I had like fifteen. So are they from bad then. are they from bad but, bad company? Yeah. Who who I fought or the, Andy? The Andy. Is that Liam's brother? Oh yeah. Andy, yeah, 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 Liam's cousin. Liam yeah, Harrison's sick. cousin. Yep. But um yeah, he flew me over and I fought on his show and I won. So it was like super cool. And then after that I went to Thailand. I got to fight in Thailand. I went mm. by myself. I went by my, well, I went with a girl and then like without my parents and then my dad like just flew over to watch me fight in Thailand for the first time, like my first time fighting in Thailand. Yep. And then the first day he got there, he was like, oh, I'll come for a run with you. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, like come for a run with yep. me, yeah. Yep. And then he like that night I got so sick. I got like the worst gastro food poisoning of my life. Like I was literally like. Probably TMI. I was like shitting and vomiting at the same time I had for the like same thing. ten hours straight. <laughs> in Thailand. Huh? I had the same exact yeah, same Thailand. thing in Thailand. It was horrible. Yeah. And then I like woke up that you morning. Get it. You got really in Thailand. And I woke up that morning and my dad. Well, no, I walked to my dad's room because I was like dying. And I like mm. knocked on his door. I was like, Dad. And I like <sighs> leaned my head on the door. I was like, I need you to take me to the hospital. Like I'm dying. Like I I have nothing left in my body. Mm. And then he's like, Oh, I don't know where the hospital is. Blah blah blah. And I just like went back in the room like lay down and like try to go back to sleep but I kept vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. But I woke up in the morning and I went to see my dad and my dad went to the hospital by himself because his foot got infected and he got cellulitis on his leg and like nearly had to get his leg cut off. He seriously had to nearly get his whole leg cut off because he went all the way up to his groin from like a tiny little cut in his foot. And then he was in the hospital for like two weeks. You actually went and visited him with Saint and I on that. But mm. yeah, they, um, he was in the hospital for like two weeks, missed my fight because I had to fight in like the other side of Thailand. Did you end up getting better? And then you got better? Yeah, well, he had to come back to Australia. He missed his flight going back, had to wow. come back to Australia and then go back to the hospital because his foot was like so bad. Now it's better. Mm. It's actually still swollen. Like it's, it never really went back to normal. Really? What's that from? But it was cellulitis. Was it cellulitis? Something. I don't know. If something gnarly. Is it so <laughs> alive? So I think it was just like an infection. It was an infection, but it was. Yeah, it was I'm pretty sure Thailand the infection is called cellulitis. Yeah. We'll find out. I don't know. If what part of Thailand was, we'll, was that? Out, was the but infection? It was, what was that? Where did you? Where was this? Where Where did this happen? Like what part of Thailand? 
in Bangkok. Okay, it was okay. like Taburi. Yeah, that. <laughs> Some, uh, it's where Sigmund Chai is, isn't it? Yeah, I was at Sigmund Chai, but he didn't get the infection. It's in out in the country, out in like the countryside. Yeah. Because mm. I was uh, in uh, Copenhagen and I got this virus. Um, yeah, you get it no matter where. I you think, yeah, I think you get it anywhere. Man, I got 10. I was in a 12 person hostel dorm and I got 10 of them. Two girls went to hospital and there was like 10 of us just like everywhere. All over, everywhere. It's so bad. Like, yeah. I've. Like thought I was going to die. I also, I slept, I still fought. I fought like the next day. Nice. So you what? How and was, I won. You just ran the gauntlet? <laughs> what was that? You just ran the gauntlet? You just, were you still sick or, or what What happened? No, uh, I was better, but I literally like spewed and shat my guts out <laughs> while I go along. Protein. I've done it so many times. I've actually done that like five times. <laughs> okay, nice. Nice. So spent spent a bit of time in Thailand fighting and, and, and that was that was most of the most of the career was spent over in Thailand. Did you come Me? back to uh, Jazzy from, from that fight? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've I've only gone for like a couple weeks at a time, but I've I've gone three times and I fought three times. Yeah, cool. Oh, uh, I went when I was a baby, but I don't know that I really cares. Yeah, this is this is probably a tough one. Could you both tell us two of your favorite fights, where, why, and if you can remember what was sort of going through your mind in the moments before and during during these events? Um I don't know. I think one of my one of my favorite would be winning the world title in Bangkok. Oh, our yep. fights. Yeah, your fights. Oh, sorry. I thought we had to say some like nah. a fight with nah, like, sorry, your you fights. Say that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your moment? Huh? What was your moment? Oh, yeah, you for, the first one would be winning the world title in Thailand mm. because I think, yeah, it was a, it was pretty cool. Cause my I always said to my parents as a kid because they wanted me to get belts in Australia and that, and mm. I said no, nah, I don't want like these belts that don't really mean anything. I wanted my first belt to be a world title in Thailand, mm. and then I told my parents before I left, I said I'll come, I won't come back unless I have a world title, mm. and then five fights fought for the world title, so that was a pretty cool moment. And the second moment would probably be fighting on one for the straw world title against Sammy, yeah, which is like a living legend in the sport. Hundred percent. So that was cool. Just being in the ring with him was like a cool opportunity. Hey, what were you but yeah, thinking? But there's like, been so many you, moments. What, but. Yeah, but those two fights, so the world championship and Sammy, how was that? Like, can you remember? Were they hard yeah. fights? Like, what was? Well, the the first one I fought the guy against. Um, the first world title I fought for was in like two weeks notice because I just came up a fight with him and we had a really tough fight and I just mm. beat him. And the promoter said, we want to, we want to use the rematch for the belt. So wow. then I rematched him and I beat him over five rounds. But the Sam A one, I actually had like a seven month break because I, I was in Thailand and I'd had like a, a pass fracture in my back mm. and I was just getting to the point where I just needed to let it rest. Otherwise it was going to be like a long-term problem. So I just came home, had seven months off. I was doing nothing like a fat pig, I was like 10 kilos overweight. And then I got a random call saying, can you fight in like six weeks or something? And I was like, ah, oh, shit, like for the belt against Sam, I was like, oh, I'll just do it. I got nothing to lose. Mm. So I started training. And yeah, it was a bit of a shitty like prep because I wasn't training. I wasn't, I wasn't quite, I wasn't ready for the fight. Like now I think it'd be a different story fighting. Totally. Because I'm training all the time and my body feels good. But, but you got to just sometimes take it on and you never know what's going to happen. But to be honest, I was thinking like, fuck, am I, how can I even fight this guy? Like, he's like a legend. Like, is he going to be too much for me? Sometimes you have that doubt. Totally. Then I had the, the confidence as well thinking, fuck it. Like I, I'm, I know myself as well. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to go down or, you know, I'm going to give it my best as long as I fight with heart. And then I ended up doing that and fighting five rounds with him. Oh, he did well, but man. You I'm did not epic. happy with the way I fought. I would have loved, I would love to fight again. Like and show my skills now. Mm. But it's a, yeah, there's nothing stopping that in the that's future. Life. Yeah, 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 for sure. What about you, I'm Jazzy? just getting started. My two fights? Mm. Yeah, two memorable fights. Um, I'd say mine would be when I fought overseas for the first time on Andy's show. Mm. Like, that was pretty cool. I fought five rounds and I got my, like, first, like, it was like a proper title, like the interco- intercontinental belt. So that's like, all the continents and that, I think. Mm, nice. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I really thought that was a nice experience, like getting looked after in England and then fighting. Oh. Like, it's crazy. All yeah. in England, like the kids, their Muay Thai is so 
much better than ours, like four Most kids. Of them have like, like you talk to a little, like someone that's like 10 years old, like, oh, how many bites have you had? And they're like, oh, I've had 80. <laughs> They're like, like 80? Oh, my God. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's really, really cool. <laughs> 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 Heads are getting caved over there. That is so good. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, even the girl, I think, I, yeah, like, they go, they fight, like, every weekend, fight a couple times in a week. But they do, like, different rules. Like, they do, like, I think before you were 15, you have to wear shin pads and head guard. Mm. But then after that, you can go no head guard. And then after a certain way, like, you can take your gym pads, gym pads off and stuff like that. But, um, like, it's still cool. It's still getting a lot of experience. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, that was Talk good. Yeah, that was good because, like, I thought, like, the girl wasn't easy and it was, like, pretty cool mm. fighting overseas. Mm. And then my second fight would probably be my first time fighting in Thailand because mm. I got to fight in, like, a really cool, like, show, like, there was um <laughs> don't think of it. Um the show was like a festival. It was Moi Chaya festivals. Wait, Moi Chaya. Moi Chaya. I think it was like it was one Moi- of the it's someone's birthday, like one of the Yeah, it was royal- so cool. Like there was a ma- like heaps of food stores. It was like a massive market and then there was food. It was on live um Thai TV. So that was really cool. Mm. My first fight. I got paid like cool money and then nice. I fought a tough girl. I fought one girl. She fights in one championship now. And yeah. Did you win? Oh, I, I, that was definitely. Yeah, I won. Yeah. Nice. Actually, so let's let's do it. I know you've both spent time in Thailand training, training and traveling, obviously. What an amazing place it is and the whole experience there of getting up, training, eat beautiful food, jump on a scooter, head for a hike, head into town, marinate and do it all again. And training over there really pushes you beyond your limits physically and, and mentally. Can you tell us. Uh, some of some of your your experiences in the culture and um yeah like what you've taken from that and its people you've got so many (laughs) oh no it's just it's just a different world like people don't understand the sport like for what it is compared to what it is here Mm. like because there it's a job so everything's a lot more serious the kids are fighting since they're kids to make money to put on the food on the table for their family so it's very serious for them and the betting so that makes like you can't afford to lose because you get like round six where they sometimes the tires will put a beating on you and that just to make you not like lose you know what I mean put some fear in you if you don't do what they want but I think when I first lived there I, I, I was sleeping on like wooden floors like shit you shower just in buckets outside like no there's no fancy but I loved it like I really enjoyed that like and it's just the tires will tell you how it is like there's no bathing I was 16 and if you don't do something right like like you got to grow up fast because they, mm. they'll hit you and talk to you like you're a dog pretty much like sounds harsh but like I, I I'm weirdo so I kind of enjoyed it like <laughs> I always watch like old films like I like the old school style mm. so like like with it like yeah like to, you know what I mean? like, yeah there's no right baby like you like even if you win a it's fight real, yeah. even if you win a fight you yeah, still like get still you get bashed for whatever just like they tell you how it is I remember uh, one I knocked some guy out in the first round and then I got abused after it because they wanted me to wait to round three because they wanted to see me clinch more. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I was a kid. But but without those experiences, like, they're, they're like, in, is it invaluable? Yeah, invaluable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah especially without, yeah, coming from here. That, that's built me to where I am yeah. now. And coming from here where we have everything, you know what I mean? It's it's good to, to go yeah. and struggle and, and that's discipline and that creates, you know, that hard shell for you yeah, to, to train the way you do. Like it's a small, it's a tiny thing. But I remember, like, I think four years I didn't celebrate like a birthday, Christmas, mm. Easter, any holiday thing you celebrate. Like, but I didn't care. Like, I liked it. But little things like that, like that other, like it ch- changes your perspective on things. Like, instead of here, it's like, oh, my birthday, give me presents, give me this, mm. give me everything. Like, like when you eat, you eat together, you share stuff. Everything's like, like a real culture. I, I like culture. I like yeah, everything yeah. about it. Yeah. I think that's why I kind of got stuck there. Like, I didn't want to leave. Mm. Even now, I still, I still, we eat Asian food every day. Like, mm. I feel comfortable around Asian people. It sounds weird, but no, that's just me, I guess. Like, totally. But Doesn't sound weird at all. Culture. I like culture. Yeah. yeah. And were you training under Sanctanoi Rocky? Is that how I say it? Yeah. So, the I, whole I, time? Or? So, I met, yeah, Sanctanoi. Yeah. So, originally, I trained with, so Sanctanoi's trainer, Paul Manop. 
Mm. He passed away recently. Um, so I met his son, Pip, in Australia. That's the first time I trained with him. And then so it was all like a link, and that's the same people that Wayne trained with and that. So it was a bit of a weird like, connection. Mm. And then I went to Thailand, then I eventually like just had falling out problems with them because just silly shit. And then I ended up moving to St. Denoy, and that was kind of what that's he's the kind of guy who took me to the next level and really he's, he's just different he's just a different guy for the sport like the amount of stuff he has and his little just like it's sad that he's passed away because it's hard to find people like that like mm. they're just special people you know what i mean like but he, he really took it anyone that he has like he takes to the next level and makes a name like like so many fighters in thailand come from saint Genoi. so any good foreign like the best they all train with saint Genoi. you know what i mean like mm. he's just he's really talented at what he did how long we oh, at yeah. his gym? Where is that? Where is his gym located? Uh, his gym's out in the country in Patuntani. Mm. So it's out in like the countryside as well. So it's just nothing around you. You live in, everyone just sh- lives at the camp. You shower with buckets of water, like no fancy stuff, but it's it's cool. Like you, you kind of just like, it's like being in like an army camp or something, you know what I mean? You're just locked away. Like mm. you literally train, fight, train, fight. Like it's all you're doing. Man, so I, you get yeah. strong, but. But it's hard. Like you gotta have it, every day is a test of like your mental strength. Like, like they're always saying things, or just mm. every day is such hard training. Like some night that you have to get like an IV drip just to give you some energy because you're so dead. Mm. Like, but but it makes you strong. It's, uh, it's made me who I am today. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent. It's, yeah. it's so it's cool character experience. building. So character building, man. Like, and and the thing you learn, everything you learn from over there. It gets taken taken into everyday life, whether you're a fighter or just a regular person. You know what I mean? Like for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. think everyone should go and go and do it. Did you train under Sanctino as well, Jazzy? No, I wish I did. How was your I time? How did you meet? That. Did you meet? Like, where did you meet? Over there, over here? Like, how old were you Wait, when you met? Us? Yeah, I just met her at her gym. Just down yeah, he's because he's old trainer. Yeah, it's yeah, but. Like say how you came to the gym because his old trainer trained with my dad. Mm. Yeah, like, I just took him out for lunch and that. And like then, that, yeah. it's all connected. Like it's, it's just like that. yeah, it was weird. But um, yeah, then Loki came to the gym and I, I knew him for like four, three years before we started dating. Yep. Yeah. And then you, did you go to Thailand together? We did go to Thailand together after I fought Sam. I went from Singapore to Thailand. Then yeah. she. And I got a fight. Two weeks there, and then she fought, and then we went to I think we went to Pattaya for a bit, but we had to, we wanted to stay longer. But it was when COVID was kicking off, and like oh, it was a peak, but it was when They're Australia was saying they're locking down, mm-hmm. you can't get back. So everyone, like, I didn't care. I wanted to be stuck in Thailand to be fair. Like <laughs> everyone was, I was like, let me just stay here, but everyone was panicking. They got us home. Yeah, because it was like no one knew what was really going on. Like yeah. it was so confusing. They're like, we're locking it down. No one can get home. Blah blah blah. Like. It was hectic. We did have to quarantine when we came home. Mm, but we did a home quarantine. But we just did it like in a – this was before they did the hotels. Yeah, nice. So, so what – um outside of training, what was your sort of favourite parts of Thailand and, and do you have any good memories outside the gym? What parts did you go to? It, there's, Thailand is just always something happening. Like mm. that's why I love it. Like there's always someone rocks up to the gym and then you just do – like, you know, there's just shit happening. Like I'd play like – football like like soccer football mm. like or go fishing or just whatever like you literally just jump on a scooter and go do something like and the tires are always just doing something so it's fun mm, no but mainly just... i was training i was training twice a day like every day because mm. you fight you fight every month so you have like a cycle you train for like two three weeks you have your fight and the trainers will give us like three days off to go party and you know just have a bit of fun and then you got to come back to the gym and then you're back warming up and back into a, like another fight skipping Thailand, if you win a fight and then <laughs> skipping skipping <laughs> yeah <laughs> but thailand it's like if you win a fight and then the promoter's like okay you fight this guy next and yeah. you're always just building up building up yeah so yeah you always got to fight and that's ready to go yeah nice. but it, so it's good we're here you you're just waiting around but you gotta you gotta people make the mistake here they get complacent like i haven't got a fight i'll just don't train be lazy but you think like if you're living in thailand or something you don't get that you're training every month you're training every day fighting every month 
Mm. So you're strong. You got to have that same mindset of like being active, training all the time. Like have your weekends or whatever, but you should be in the gym every day, like training at least once a day. Yeah, so totally. yeah, you need to, you need to like keep your body active and stay on schedule. Of, like like we we're talking about before, the discipline and stuff. Mm. Staying disciplined even when you got like the voice in the back there, of your head. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice in the yeah. back of your head trying to be trying ready to be all the time. Joseph Pierre says he trains when he's not fighting. He trains twice a day, six days a week. I'm not fighting. I'm training twice a day. Same. Like, yeah. Yeah. True, true. Every day, twice a day. Yeah. What about you, Jazzy? What's your What's the memory? Because I get a beating day? if I don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What are your What are some of your favorite memories from over there? You got some a couple of good times. Um. Or just the whole experience. Yeah, it's always. I don't know. I love. I love Thailand as well. Like I, I before we got locked down, I wanted to move there. Like I wanted to live there for like six months or a year. Mm. And then just we all got locked down. But I, like I wish we did kind of stay that longer, but then I was also kind of lucky we came in because they're not fighting. Mm. The gyms are closed. Like it was oh, – it, it it's a rogue. tough one. It I rogue. feel so bad for them because like that's their life. That's how a lot of them make their money. Like mm. they barely like go by with the money they make from fighting. So it's like – yeah, it's kind of just a shit situation for everyone. And there's no job set over there. there. Yeah, like you, if you don't fight, you don't make money. If you don't make money, like how do you live? Like it's scary. Mm. Yeah, totally. How is but, the, um, uh, yeah, I love mine. I love the food. I love everything. Yeah, nice. How is the feeling, Rocky, of uh, getting asked onto one one championship? What an achievement. And how did that happen? And, and um, yeah, how's that journey been so far? Yeah, so when I was in Thailand, actually, I got they asked me way back then to fight. I didn't, the tie train, I don't know if he didn't want me to fight or I don't know what quite happened. But actually, I broke my hand as well. So that stopped that fight. But I got asked to fight back then. And then For I kind of forgot about it. What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. fight. I think it was against Super Leclerc, a really good tie fighter. Yep. But I never went through. And then, like I said, I had that big break. And then I just got a message. Just, um, they were trying to contact me. And then I read it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, they want me to fight for the belt. It's a bit random. I don't, but. I just wish I had more time in that. It was it was a massive opportunity, but a bad timing. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it's a, there's going to be plenty more. Yeah, nice. So there is a few. But it was cool. It was awesome. It yeah. made me it made me feel better about my own abilities. Being like, especially having good a good chat with Sammy after the fight, mm. and some of the wise like words he told me and stuff like that. It meant a lot for me. Like it, it helped me understand. I already knew like what what I want and where I can be in that, but. It just felt good getting like not the acceptance, but you know, being oh man, just being in the presence of being in the presence of someone, yeah, being in the presence of an absolute legend of of the sport. It's fucking March flies. Yeah, and you and it's like a you test you. Sometimes you don't know like oh, am I good enough when I get in there? And then then you start punching them and you land your shots and you're like oh shit, like I'm good too. Like Mm. like every fight because because as you come out like those ties have had like three hundred, four hundred fights before everyone. They know where they're at. They know their ability, but I know where I'm at. But like, it's just a every it's like leveling up every time. You know what I mean? Mm. Have you seen Rod Tang? Rod Tang, yeah, yeah, he's good. I love the father Tang in the future. (laughs) He's fucking. When I get a bit bigger. And that have you heard that commentator? What's his name? He's like the funniest commentator I've ever heard. He's like Rod Tang. It's a bag of helmets. Oh, yeah. Michael There's no yeah, stopping it. He's, he's, he's like, it's good night, Irene. It's good night, <laughs> Irene. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually good. Yeah, sick. So, nah, he's, so good. he's good. He's a good guy. Jazzy, I know, I know you're passionate about uh, MMA. Rocky, are you also as just Muay Thai? And is, is that sort of the direction you're heading in, Jazzy? Or is it just, just a side nah. passion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I am obsessed. Like jujitsu or the I'm combination. I'm thinking about it all the time. Mm. Yeah, I am. I'm doing jujitsu as well. Like I do enjoy jujitsu. Like I love it, but mm. I'm obsessed with MMA at the moment. Like I love mm. just a different style, and I love the ground and the wrestling and all that. Like it's just so different, mm. and it's so exciting. Like learning a completely different thing like like obviously it's the same like in a lot of ways like it might I feel like if I didn't do more time I wouldn't probably be as good as like I'm getting but like I know like 
I don't know. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at MMA and like I'm pretty confident in myself. Like I love to see mm. where I, how far I can are you, go. Like, are you I'd training with – who's the jiu-jitsu, the coach at, at Burnshu? Uh, Daniel Jacare. Yeah. Um, he's amazing. He's the best coach. Like mm. he's – we got like good balance at the moment, I feel like. I got my mom, which is kind of like the bad cop, like all like aggressive <laughs> and – mean and like firm and like tells you how it is and then professor he's good as well like he's super stern and like strong but he's also like the like the balance of like okay like this is what we're gonna do like i want you to see that you can do this like this instead of that like he just kind of talks to you like i don't know in a really guiding way like it's so good like i've learned so much from him i do i do one-on-ones with him like privately because I generally just want to learn as much as I can mm. and then I'm doing all of the classes that I can um at the gym as well because I just I just want to learn and learn and learn like I'm fighting my next fight Muay Thai but I don't want to say it's not going to be my last Muay Thai fight but I want to transition into MMA as soon as this fight's up mm. but I'm focusing about my fight now and I'm going to stop training a bit of MMA the last couple of weeks of my before my fight but I'm just so in love. Like, it's it's so good. Yeah, sick. That's awesome. And Daz is Daz. Everyone keeps asking me and I'm like, ah, oh, I just want to like. What? Tell, I don't know. Asking you about MMA? Yeah, everyone keeps asking me like, what do you want to do? Do you want to fight MMA? And I'm like, yeah, I want to fight MMA. That's where it's going. It's just exciting. Like, it's a totally different thing to be like a different goal to look forward to. Like, mm. you can look forward to good sponsors and good money and like a better lifestyle. But don't be fooled. It just. It, MMA, yeah, but you still got to be at the top level to be getting those. That, yeah, and that's mm. what that's like what any, I want to be. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm working towards. Yeah. That's all. Like, I, I, I want to dedicate everything I got. I love it. Mm. It's fun, and it's good that Muay Thai is getting that recognition now as well. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there is, yeah. you know, finally a for everything like boxing, Muay Thai. I mean, boxing's in you know in a different league, but everything. If you really want it, you can get to a level now where it's you know you can make a bit of money and make it make a good living out of it. Yeah, you know. And um, but yeah, yeah, I really like speaking about and, and sort of breaking down ways for us to be able to show up and and be happy in our lives. Like obviously, you guys would probably know people and being affected by suicide, and we're living in one of the most privileged sort of countries in the world, and majority of people don't need to worry about having a roof over their head, and meals, and hobbies, and having the ability to be able to live. But people are just taking their lives time and time again. Um, you know, I feel like there's a serious lack of connection to others and nature and self-purpose and sense of community as a collective in this generation and social media is like sort of distorting people, you know, what's an actual regular life looks like and makes people feel uneasy with what they already have and they're constantly seeking to consume and climb a ladder and, and yeah, like I've got sort of daily practices set up that have changed my life you know, like uh, meditation and training and stillness, breath work and, and gratitude and having hobbies in, and, and, and discipline. Um, and, you know, these are all being spoken about a lot these days, but they really do work. Um, and, yeah. you know, they may not work for everyone, but if something does work for me, I feel like I want to share it. So do you guys have sort of what is what is your daily sort of practices look like and, and what do you feel like they do for you? Um, you know, get me. I don't know. Oh, mine's pretty basic. Like, my mine's pretty basic. Like, I just just wake up. I always try to train in the morning. Like, a morning session I find always makes you feel better throughout the day. Mm. The days that you miss your morning session, you always feel a bit. Oh, I feel weird and just a bit like shitty. But when I train in the morning, it always makes you feel more clear and like you've already accomplished something. Mm. Even like little things like getting up and making the bed in the morning will change your day. Like, mm. just doing accomplishments. And then they just keep going on, you know what I mean? Mm. Instead of starting with, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then it just adds on. Yeah. But generally, I just wake up, have a coffee, go to train, talk, talk some shit with people, mm. eat. And then I'm back at training in the afternoon, try to get some sunlight. It's getting hot again, so I try to get to the beach more often. Mm. And yeah, and then just back at training during the week. And on weekends, we just eat, find stuff to do, mm. whatever comes. But yeah, you just gotta find what you enjoy and don't like the social media thing. Don't be fooled by everyone. Everyone's got their own problems, so don't think everyone's perfect. You know what I mean? It's the one percent of just, their just reality. Just find what you know. Social media yeah. is one percent of everyone's reality. At the end of the day, yeah, 
like every like we never post the shit that we don't like. We post whatever looks good or you know. Mm. You got to understand that. Don't get stuck into thinking I am shit, my life shit. Look at good everyone because it's not like that half the time or most of the time. Mm. Just yeah, post shit that you like. Don't worry about what followers I'm gonna get or who's gonna like my stuff. Mm. Post what you like, what you're into. Follow what you like. You know what I mean. Do everything for you. At the end of the day, that's like who you got. You got yourself. So yeah. Yeah, totally. And just what you were thinking, yeah. just what you were saying there, like, yeah, making the bed and, and doing things that you don't, your brain, it's it's like always beating that voice. That's like you, because you've been yeah. training so much, you may not have that voice that often, but people do, you know, that voice that's like, eh. No, yeah, they, I get it. You know, I yeah. no, don't do it. I just skip. But that, even I'm know? like, even I, like, saying every day I practice, how can I improve myself? Mm. Like, it, it's important to try you know, work on yourself and then you can help others, you know, mm. but help yourself before and then you can help improve other people's livelihood. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But what yeah, just little, the little things add up to big things. Mm. What about you, Yeah, De- definitely who you surround yourself with and who you talk, like the way you talk to yourself and little things like, I, yeah, I'm trying to do a little bit of mindfulness where you're just kind of like, really trying to be present because I, I feel like I struggle with that a bit. Like mm. I, something I like, I don't know, like I just am always thinking oh, about no, go, what's going to happen or yep. what's already happened or oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that rather than just like being here now. Mm. So I think about that. Like I, I talk to a psychologist now once a week and is yep. really help. Like if you people are like looking for something for help, like I definitely would recommend doing something like that. Like, it's definitely nice to talk to someone just on the outside. Like they don't know what, like you just vent and mm. they give you strategies like mindfulness I haven't really done before and I do a lot now every day when I'm driving. Like what does the car feel like? What can I see? What yeah, can I yeah. hear? Or like I do it when I'm training a lot. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm hitting the bag. The bag. Mm. Like I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like I just kind of thinking of here rather than like, worrying about what if, what has, what will, like. A really good one yeah, that's running, I've, I've noted, like this this guy, Aaron Schultz, I spoke to him about it, about running without earphones and being distracted. Yeah. And just getting in getting in rhythm with the breath and just like how much yeah. better, your time gets better and you're just oh yeah beating your voice in your head, you know, the whole time. A lot of old school, I feel like it's a, the older generation that didn't have earphones and stuff like that, mm. they always say, don't run without headphones. They're like, you, it's silly you guys run with headphones now because you it's like you don't hear yourself breathing and you don't know what you're doing. You're just getting distracted rather than like actually no, no. running and focusing on running. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed so many older people. But it's, more, that. it's more so like they're saying you don't, you should be finding motivation within yourself. You know what not, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Not using other outside things to motivate you. That's mm. like the harder mentality is like, yeah. Use it, like motivate yourself. That's what they believe. But I like it. Like I can do either, but. So I've no, always done it too. Simple. I always run with earphones, but I don't know. I've just started not doing it and just adds more of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah, but like again, again, if that's, if that's going to help you get out and run, mm. do it. Like totally. And if it, you feel good when you got something, whatever you like playing and you're running, you know, like if it's going to make you run faster, why not? Definitely. I think also back in the day, they didn't have the same technology and stuff as well. Like, mm. have, but the balance, yeah, but it, but, have the balance maybe. But I do get, yeah, so I do get the the thing. Like in Thailand, I never ran with headphones. Like, I I understand that side of it of just finding using your own motivation instead of needing something to pump you up. Mm. But that's like everything. Like we use caffeine, stimulants, everything to make us feel better. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you had uh, another thing, you go. You go. Oh, sorry. Now you go. Oh, I was gonna say another thing for like people. I think martial arts, like in itself, like mm. you don't have to do it to fight or to be a professional. But, like, I know so many people that have struggled with their mental health or something like that, like, or they're autistic, ADHD, mm-hmm. and, like, any of that. Like, <laughs> it 100%, like, helps because you get to, like, release different things 100%. in your body, like serotonin yeah, yeah, and all yeah. of that. Like, and a sense that of is a natural everything. antidepressant and, like, mm. all of that is, it's amazing. Yeah, Even it's, just working out. But I feel like martial arts is so much better because you, you're really using your body and you're thinking about, your mechanics and stuff like that. You're like building cool. a skill, you've Seven. got a community, you're building mental resilience. Like it's, it's fucking priceless really, you know? Yeah. And the more you do it, it, it's like, yeah. I mean, you can't really explain it until you've been doing it for a long time and seeing the effects that it actually has in your life. Like it's, 
Yeah, I mean, users are on a whole different level, but yeah, for someone who's just trained for a long time, I can say, you know, it's you can implement it into all things in life. Um, if you said yeah. some words for people at home who are feeling lazy and want to get moving, like, you know, the voice in their head is is loud of being lazy and train tomorrow, you're too fat, you're too slow, people will judge me, people will judge me, I'm tired. What would you say to them? Me, I, I said, like, Lose like your entitlement and thinking it's difficult, and just just get out and do it. You know, like don't even I wake up and I'm like oh, I don't want to do this, but you just sh- like silence it. Like David Goggins says, like silence the fucking voice in your head. Mm. Like just <laughs> just silence it and just go do it. Like because like it's difficult for everybody, but the difference is like getting up and doing it. The same thing, wanting to improve yourself. Like, you gotta want to improve yourself, mm. otherwise like. It just doesn't happen. But, yeah, just stop, like, believing that everything's too hard and I'd explain it, like, that you're different or stuff like that. Like, there's people that are missing limbs and, you know, they have so many bigger problems than you do Mm -hmm. and they're still out there getting at it and grinding hard and, you know, getting shit done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you just got to think, improve yourself and just, you know, Realise what we have. Be grateful. Be grateful for what we have. You know? Yeah, be grateful for the privileges you've got. And the opportunities. And that, like, being able to go out and train and, or whatever it is, like, not even training, just at least doing something that's going to help you out, like, be beneficial to you, you know? Mm, be Get out, stop doing negative things that's going to set you back. Start mm. doing positive things that's going to improve your life. Mm. Every day and just keep going back time and time again. Yeah, even if it's one thing at a time, but at least that one thing that's a step in the right direction. Definitely. What about you, Jazzy? Yeah, I like, I totally agree with all of that. Like, I feel like a lot of the time, the only thing that's really stopping people is the voice in their head and they mm. just, just need to silence it. And everyone's like, yeah, that. you know, obviously, you don't, like, I know there's some days, like, a lot of the time, I just, like, I will get up because I want to train and stuff like that because mm. that's what I enjoy doing. But there are a lot of days where I'm like, fuck, I'm so tired and I'm, I don't want to train. My body hurts. Like, mm. I, I don't, I can't do it. I can't, but it's like, it's actually crazy what you can put your body, through. like your body can mm. go through so much that you think you can't and then you do it and you're like, oh, wow. Like I can do it. Like I remember when I was a bit younger, like, and I'd run with my dad and that, like we'd run up this massive hill, like near the gym and it sucked. Like you'd run it up. You could go all the way without stopping when you weren't really fit and we'd be like, okay, well, we're not at our fittest now. So now every time we do it, what's your excuse? Like, mm. you know you can do it when you're unfit. Like, mm. now you just got to push through and, like, yeah. do it. I think the problem these days is everyone, like, maybe from social media and just seeing shit, everyone, like, like even a lot of fighters, like, they'll they'll feel a little bit of pain and they pull out of a fight or mm. just, like, just, like, they're get, I don't know, like, they're getting soft. Like, they, it's feeling pain is normal, like, mm. if you're doing something strenuous, you know what I mean? Said. Like, if you're not feeling pain, you're not doing something hard, like, properly or something, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just how you deal with your pains and that. Stop thinking, like, I don't know. Everything's meant to be easy and, and, yeah, and overcomfortability. Yeah. I mean, we have, you have the ability to be so comfortable in this country. Like, that's what everyone's yeah. seeking, but it's actually... Yeah, they're comfortable. It's fucking, being comfortable. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry. Your, your brain's, like, your brain, it, there's, like, scientific stuff, I don't know, but your brain's, like, when it's comfortable it's happy and then as soon as it finds a bit of un but like when you're uncomfortable that's when shit happens like that's mm. when you actually improve and that's when you actually like improve your mindset you do shit you actually win and like like the amount of uncomfortable situations i've been in that's put me in a more beneficial state you know what mm. i mean mm. definitely that's another problem like like yeah you need, you need to put yourself in these situations to build your strength and then build your mental strength as well. Mm. Otherwise you've never experienced anything difficult. Like Get through your insecurities and, and yeah, all these situations make yeah. you more confident, you know, at the end of the day, especially it's, with martial arts. And, and Yeah, instead of like going, oh, I'm scared of that, avoid it at all costs. No, mm. I'm scared of that, so I'm going to go fucking beat it and, you know, go closer to it, you know, and take it on. Spear tackle it. Instead, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, legends. Oh, I uh, I really appreciate your time and and you're dedicating your lives to an epic craft and movement and inspiring people. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, if you had any other words you want to say, um, go for it. And if not, 
Oh, that's probably it for yep. me. Yep. Thank you for having us. Well, really appreciate it and yeah. we'll share it. So everyone, stay positive out there. Or try try new methods and try new things in your life because mm. you'll feel good when you do it. Mm. And, like, yeah, follow our careers, follow what we're doing because mm. we're trying to get to the top and with everyone's support, it helps as well. Definitely. So Actually, yeah, yeah, what's, what's, uh, yeah. Well, you've you've moved to NTG, Rocky, as well, yeah? How's that? Yeah, yeah, how's I'm that going? now. That's, that's what's going down? Yeah, it's, it's really, like, I was going to say before about, like, I've never been able to, like, thank you, Noah, I was, like, he's, like, one in a million. Like, I was going to say, like, Nugget's probably the first p- trainer I've met that's as close to him, you know, like to Sanctum, like, well, like is as same, but just a bit differently, just different aspects, but it's as, mm-hmm. as close as you can get, which is pretty cool. Like that's, I think we have like a good connection together, like when we train in that. Mm-hmm. So it's helping a lot. And I'm on the same path to MMA. Like I got, I got a, a couple of multi-fine that coming up, but I, I'll say you- now, but in the future, I think I will be like UFC champion. Like, Are you going MMA? Like, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like next year, I'll be fighting MMA. Good to hear. And yeah, and you'll see me on UFC for sure the, oh. with the belt wrapped around. Me. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. I promise you. You heard it here. All right, be bless the hottest up. couple, the hottest <laughs> UFC couple. <laughs> yeah, cropped nice. out of the picture. Nah. <laughs> right, guys, stay real, stay active. All the best. Thanks for your time. Peace out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.